We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sean Payton keep talking that we're going to see him soon. You feel me? All right, welcome to another edition of the Butting Heads Podcast from Rams Talk Radio. I'm Steve Barrow here as always with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, we can finally put the preseason behind us. The the Rams roster is set. And uh, next week we're going to be talking about previewing an actual NFL football game with real players. Can you believe it? Yeah, I didn't think this day would ever come, man. It, it's, it's a good feeling because, yikes, preseason. <laughs> Me neither. Man, it is, uh, it is happy. I'm very happy we are out of the preseason and going into the regular season. We are going to save the regular season chat for next week because there's no games next week. This week we're going to talk about the 53-man roster that has been finalized more or less by the Rams. They might be moving some players on injury reserve. Maybe they'll pick up some guys after that. But uh, we're going to go position by position here, break down all the players that made it, all the players that didn't. And uh, I'm excited, man. I mean, it was it was a very uneventful 17 to 12 preseason loss to the Broncos. wasn't much different than our other games. Although I gotta say, like, it's kind of embarrassing to me that Denver didn't score a touchdown every single time their starting offense was in. That was yeah, pretty rough. I, it- it's uh it's funny because i talked to a a good friend of mine about this preseason game because um in fact we were talking about a lot of you know there are more teams i i think now that are taking the sean mcveigh approach uh that aren't starting pretty much any of their starters at, at all in the preseason and um it it makes the preseason much more boring but uh that's that, that's a separate thing, but I they he had asked me how because he's he's not a Ram fan. 
he had asked me how the Rams did in the last preseason game. And I said, well, it was more of an indicator about the Broncos than it was about the Rams. Because we kind of knew what to expect, what the Rams are going to put out on the field. But <laughs> um, the fact that the Broncos had their first string unit, or at least most of the first stringers, and, and on both sides of the ball, I thought that the Broncos were going to dominate this game, and they didn't at all. It, it was a very close game. Um, and defensively, I guess they did their job, I, I, I guess. They all, um, led them to just field goals, but uh, offensively, you should be able to score on the Rams uh, or at least get a, a touchdown every drive on the Rams, like third, fourth stringers. So uh, good luck to you, Broncos. You're going to need it. Yeah, I mean, they uh, they didn't play these guys the entire game, but Teddy Bridgewater played three drives. Cortland Sutton scored a touchdown on the third drive. Von Miller had a sack. Like, they were playing a good amount of their heavy hitters. And they, I think they played everybody. And, like, you know, at least for the first quarter, uh, like, you you should not be punting against this Rams defense when all of your starters are playing. So I am uh, I'm not really feeling optimistic about the Broncos this year. <laughs> um, I mean, Cortland Sutton cooked Robert Rochelle on his touchdown catch, but, like, he he should win just about every matchup. He is going against a third round rookie who hasn't played an NFL game. Uh, this was this was Rochelle's preseason debut, right? I don't think he's played yet. I yeah, I believe this was his debut because um, because he was recovering from his uh, injury in the first two preseason games. Yeah, it di- it did feel good to see a a like couple real players on defense. He was out there. Uh, Burgess played last week, but he's out there too. Terrell Lewis got some action this game. So, I mean, <laughs> that was nice, I suppose. Better than week one, but yeah, there's there's not much to really take away from this game, and the positive takeaways we w- will have, uh, we'll talk about going through these positions. So, 53 players make the team. Obviously, you can't keep everybody with that, and I, I think it, not a huge surprise, but a notable thing is that the Rams did, in fact, keep three quarterbacks, something we've been debating uh, throughout the preseason. And I think this was Bryce Perkins earning the spot. You know, at the start of August, I don't think they anticipated giving this guy a roster spot. Now they have Stafford, Wolford, and Perkins. I don't know if we needed to keep Perkins, but he certainly earned that spot, and I'm not going to, you know, lose any sleep about it. It's a nice insurance policy to have with two quarterbacks who did miss some times last last year in Stafford and Wolford, even though I'm not concerned at all about uh, the durability of either of those guys. It, it doesn't hurt. He he played well. He, he knows the system. I, I think the most impressive thing to me about him was just his pocket awareness. Like Most of the time he was running, he didn't run just because he wanted to. Obviously, there's some design runs for him, but... Uh, he was playing behind an abysmal offensive line in these couple of preseason games, and he knew when to move. He made some decent throws on the runs. He made a lot of good plays on the run, uh, and I was impressed. I He definitely earned that spot. I don't know if we needed to keep him, but I'm okay with it. it we're not letting him get away to another team by keeping him, and hey, hopefully 
we don't have to see him play this year. But if we do, we have the option. You know, uh, as far as as far as having Perkins on the roster, at first I was a little puzzled by it. Um, not that Perkins didn't play well in the preseason because obviously he played his his uh, you know his heart out there, but uh, and, and clearly if the Rams tried to put him on the practice squad, he was not going to make it whatsoever. So um, I was still a little puzzled though because. I feel like that could have gone to a spot we really needed it. But then I thought about it and thinking about it from the perspective of, let's say, a less need, it made a lot more sense because less need obviously is a guy that is always kind of thinking ahead. I feel like that's one of his more redeeming qualities as a general manager. And while I don't know if, if uh, Bryce Perkins will be in the Rams' future as anything other than a backup, um, even just a third stringer, I think that there may be teams that might be calling for him at some point, maybe not even this year, but somewhere down the line, that could be um, a phone call that that Les Need has um, to send them over there. Because, um, well... Bryce Perkins, let's be real, didn't have anything all that impressive in terms of passing. He is a very elusive quarterback. Like, I've, there's not many quarterbacks in the league that can actually extend drives quite like Bryce Perkins did. Like, that, that's really his redeeming quality. He, he obviously has a lot to work on his, his throwing mechanics, but other than that, that could be a reason to offer as trade bait. Now, if you ask me right now what you could get out of Bryce Perkins, probably not much. Maybe a sixth or seventh round pick if you're lucky. Um, Better than nothing, though. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere down the road, maybe uh, he improves. Maybe next year he, um, he looks even better. Maybe his arm mechanics look better. And, uh, you know, a team offers like a fourth or fifth round pick. You never know. So I, I think in that regard, it makes a lot more sense than just keeping this guy just to keep him because he has decent talent. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, that, that's basically my thought process on it. And if, um, you know, you could you could make the same case for keeping him in case something comes up where someone gets injured and somebody wants to trade for Wolford. You know, I don't think that Either of these guys are going to be the first call teams make if their quarterbacks get injured. There's, you know, there's some decent guys out there that aren't starting this year, and obviously, like Cam Newton just got cut. So, uh, you would imagine he'd be more desired than either of these guys. But yeah, like you never, you never know. It's it, it's definitely nice to have, you know, three quarterbacks that you trust. So I, I don't hate it. I mean, I think. Like the next position on the de- on the roster is running back, and they they cut Xavier Jones. It seems like due to him, partially due to him getting injured and needing surgery, and they weren't going to hold him on the roster when he was a bubble guy, anyways. But we're going into the season with three running backs and three quarterbacks, and given the fact that our starting running back is already done for the year. That feels a little odd to me. I mean, I think it signals that they have a lot of faith in the three guys on the roster. 
and I think they should. You know, you trade for Sonny Michelle, you like Daryl Henderson, Jake Funk showed enough to be the third guy there. <laughs> that that does that does seem a little alarming to me. I'm not that upset about cutting Xavier Jones specifically, but if they do end up moving somebody like Ben Skoranek or Ashawn Robinson to the IR or to the pup list, I wouldn't be shocked if they use that opened up roster spot to grab a running back. Maybe it is Xavier Jones if his recovery goes quicker than you than we expect, uh, or or maybe it's just a, just another body that they could bring in to shore up that rotation. I think uh, partially why the Rams ended up going with uh, three running backs before. And and trust me, this could change on a dime. It happens all the time, especially with the Rams. They set their 53-man roster initially, and then there's some movement because somebody comes becomes available uh, through waiver wire free agency. Um, so I believe that uh, the three running back situation is partially because the Rams got Sony Michelle. Um, there, it wasn't necessary to hold four running backs because obviously the workload is going to be between Daryl Henderson and uh, Sony Michelle, considering you know they're both healthy, and uh, obviously Jake Funk's there just in case uh, anything happens to them. I, I'd be entirely shocked if Funks gets really any playing time other than for special teams. So, um, and then on technically speaking there, they could still add a running back, which I wouldn't be opposed to as well. Uh, but the three running back situation, I, I think is, uh, something that will probably fluctuate throughout the season. But, um, I, I, I don't think it's a terrible thing at this moment. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and I, I they're clearly not going to add any of the guys we talked about previously, you know, the, the Le'Veon Bells, the, the Todd Gurley's, that, that's passed. I wouldn't be shocked if they added, you know, like a like a guy like Wayne Gallman who just got cut by the the 49ers just to, to have another body in case you need to rely on them, but I imagine I I could see them adding a fourth guy when if they do move some to the IR, but I wouldn't be shocked if they just roll with this group too and if someone gets hurt, you know, they they definitely are going to be fine to get through that game and then obviously if you lose Michelle or Henderson for even a game, 
you're probably going to want to add somebody. And, th- and there are, because running back is such a nightmare for guys who want to make money at the position. There is a t- ton of, like, all right dudes out there, you know, that can run a little bit uh, if you look at the names that are available, even beyond the guys we just mentioned. So I feel pretty good about the the top of that group, though. We'll see what Sony Michelle's got. We'll see. We'll see how motivated he is. We'll see if he was just miscast in uh, New England the last two years, and maybe he gets back to that rookie form. But obviously, I said in the pot I like Daryl Henderson, so I'm I, I'm not too worried about that group at all. Wide receivers, they kept the obvious five guys, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Sean Jackson, Van Jefferson, and Tutu Atwell. And Ben Skoranek, who we didn't see in the preseason, who has been injured, ends up te- keeping that sixth spot. Not a shock. And, like, we talked about J.J. Koski, who obviously played a lot this preseason. We didn't think he'd make the team because he didn't really add anything new compared to the guys who are already here. And Tristan Jackson... A bit of a surprise cut, but I'm not floored by it. I, I haven't been wowed by anything he did this preseason. I don't think you're going to lose sleep over any of <laughs> these decisions. And I believe, we'll talk about the practice squad at the end of the show, but Koski ended up on there, and uh, Jackson did not. So I don't know if he went somewhere else. Uh, truthfully, I was a little surprised. I mean, obviously the, the fit, the five receivers is not shocking whatsoever. We knew that pretty much since, uh, Atwell was drafted. Uh, but as far as, uh, adding Skoranek to the sixth spot, that was a tad shocker to me because I felt like, well, he hasn't proven anything. Uh, maybe he did in camp, but in the preseason, he didn't play because of injuries. So um, I thought it would have been better to keep him on the practice squad. Uh, Don't know if a team would snag him up. I guess that's entirely possible. But um, I I thought if they were going to keep a sixth receiver, it should have been Jackson. But, hey, it's it's the sixth spot. He wouldn't see any playing time anyway. Um, I'm a little shocked that they didn't, uh, keep even Jackson on the practice squad, uh, yeah. which I guess could change at any moment. But uh, I, I think that a team will give him a shot, or at least I hope so, because uh, I think he's talented enough. He he just needs the right opportunity, I feel. They they still haven't filled – I think they have two practice squad spots left that they haven't filled, two or three. Um, but they yeah. already have Koski, and they kept Landon Akers, who's a, another receiver camp body. So I don't I don't know if they they will add him, but yeah I can't imagine he's not on a practice squad at minimum this year. That would be pretty surprising. He showed enough to to earn that with Skoranek, uh And for those who don't remember, seventh round pick at a Notre Dame, big body receiver, hasn't been healthy. I wouldn't, and I'm a little surprised they haven't done this yet. I wouldn't be shocked if they just threw him on the IR, freed up a roster spot. They're not going to be in a rush to activate him, like. I mean, you can, theoretically, teams don't really do it, but because of the COVID rules where they're not really limiting IR spots, you could probably, th- can you th- just throw him on there for the whole year? Uh, I don't know, to be honest. Um, I, I guess it depends on his status, to be honest. But, uh, cause he, uh, I'm not sure. 
I, I'm really not sure about that. That's a good question. Yeah, it's definitely unlimited injured reserve. Only have to miss three games. So, I mean, I you only have to miss three games to be on the IR. So, I don't know why you wouldn't throw him recovering from an injury on the IR no matter what. But it's unlimited, so I don't know why you wouldn't. I don't know why you wouldn't take advantage of that and get another player on the roster unless unless he's going to be ready for week one, which maybe he is. They haven't really talked about it much, and like, why would they? <laughs> really, not that important. So we'll see what happens. I I do think they'll end up IRing him and using that roster spot on somebody else. Maybe one of these guys they got on their practice squad. Tight ends we kept four. Uh, this was Tyler Higby, Johnny Munn, obviously. Jacob Harris, fourth-round pick out of UCF, who had had some big moments in the first preseason game. And Bryson Hopkins, 2020's fourth-round pick, who played in the preseason. Uh, didn't do a ton, but did enough to keep, keep a job on the team. I'm not shocked by it. We talked about him potentially being a cut candidate. But, I mean, looking at the guys that did get cut, I'd probably I'd maybe one or two guys I might advocate for over Hopkins but I I think it's probably the right call I I, I'm okay with keeping all these guys especially since you like we there's definitely something there with Jacob Paris so far as a receiver but if something happens to one of the two guys at the top you don't know like I mean you, you don't know if there's anything there with Hopkins either but you probably feel more confident in him as a blocker if like Johnny Munt were to go down and you needed to plug somebody in for him As far as tight end is concerned, like <laughs> there wasn't a ton of uh, surprise there because, yeah, uh, as as Steve just mentioned, you know the the three guys that were going to make the roster obviously made it. You know Higby, Munt, uh, Harris. As far as Hopkins goes, that was kind of something Steve and I have been harping on pretty much since he arrived in Los Angeles. So, um, you know, he did he did uh, make a few plays here or there in, in preseason. Um, made more plays in the last game against the Broncos. So maybe it's just something they're going to try and, and develop him more. Um, I would have tried to put him on the practice squad, to be honest. But, um, yeah, Kendall Blanton is on the practice squad. So maybe they just didn't want to carry two tight ends on the practice squad, but you have four tight ends on your active roster. So um, I'm not losing sleep over it either, but I think there could have been a better use for that spot. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah. And if, uh, if a guy pops up on the waiver wire that they really like, maybe they caught him. Uh, He's probably, he's one of the most expendable players on the roster for sure. So, but, We'll we'll see if he's got anything. I don't. I if that whole room is healthy, I, he probably doesn't play a meaningful snap this season, in my opinion. <laughs> right, we'll go to the offensive line here. Andrew Whitworth, Rob Havenstein, David Edwards, Austin Corbett, Brian Allen, the projected starter. Joseph Nopum also a lock. A lot of guys competed for spots here in the preseason. The guys that ended up making the team were Bobby Evans, Tremaine Ancrum, and Lark Jackson. Uh, Jackson, kind of definitely a surprise. Had to have been a guy who worked his way onto that roster spot. Uh, Chandler Brewer ends up on the 
practice squad and Coleman Shelton, I think, ended up on the like injury list. He ended up getting cut. And Jeremiah Cologne also on the practice squad as a as a guard. I it seemed like when uh <laughs> Uh, Jordan Rodriguez, the athletic was doing some guerrilla reporting as to who was at practice after practice squads. She mentioned that Ankrum wasn't out there. So I honestly had thought he'd gotten cut until today. Nice to see him make the team. Uh, sounded like the coaches spoke highly of him. Bobby Evans was <laughs> played really bad this preseason. So it was a guy who was on the bubble, uh, but he ended up sneaking in there, which I think is the right call. You know, you could do worse, I guess, depth-wise. And uh, Alaric Jackson earned himself a nice payday, so good for him. I don't really have much to add about this group. They they took probably the best nine guys, and I'm not upset about them keeping nine guys because we have a pretty big unknown in its center. These guys could get injured at any moment. You know, I don't I don't mind keeping the depth. Well, yeah, I... Uh... Pretty much the this was no big, huge, massive surprise because the Rams didn't add really much of anyone, um, with the exception of a few undrafted free agents. Uh, so there was really not a huge competition at all. Um, you know, Jackson making the roster is, I guess, the biggest surprise, but it's not that much of a surprise because, I mean, he, he actually performed really well in the preseason uh obviously not perfect but he you know in terms of pass blocking especially he was partially one of the reasons why Chris Perkins had a lot of success so um uh yeah I I'm not not a big shock there Chandler Brewer didn't end up making the roster which was supposed to be our offensive lineman draft pick uh yeah <laughs> forgot about that comment yeah yeah <laughs> uh beyond that i mean nothing really major here uh, as far as coleman shelton i i, I think he uh i think eventually he'll probably come back once he's um off the injured list uh beyond that yeah no big shock yeah, maybe they'll add him to the practice squad uh, it, once he comes back. I don't know. I don't really have anything to add with this group. Um, so 27 offensive players, if my math on the fly just now was correct, versus 23 for the defense and then three special teamers. Looking for a new and unique way to get in on the action this season? Come prop up on Thrive Fantasy this year. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports and esports app specifically to pl- for player prop bets. Tired of doing hours of research on the best fantasy sleepers to try and win your redraft league? Thrive lets you bet on the players that actually matter. You'll be able to choose prop bets for top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game, and each player's over-under will be assigned a fantasy value based on likelihood. Hit the most props, you'll rack up the most points, and you'll want to share Thrive's prize pool, which is o- over 140000 thousand dollars in guaranteed prizes for week one has already awarded more than four million dollars to fantasy players best of all use our promo talk rams you'll receive a 100 percent match on your first deposit up to 100 dollars. so you put in the dollar you're gonna get two you put in 100 you're gonna get 200 that's promo code talk rams t-a-l-k-r-a-m-s all caps that's a deal i'm cashing in on 
Download the Thrive Fantasy app today on the App Store or Play Store and visit the website at thrivefantasy.com today to sign up. Sign up, prop up, and get ready to win big. Let's move on to the defense here. Defensive line, the boys up front, interior defensive linemen, they kept a bunch of guys. Aaron Donald, Sebastian Joseph Day, Ashawn Robinson, Greg Gaines, uh, third-round pick Bobby Brown, and then Michael Hawke and Jonah Williams, the guys who earned earned these spots because they were not a guarantee for either of those guys. Hawke had a really nice uh, strip sack in the, in the Denver game this week. Big surprise here, though, probably the biggest surprise out of the cuts was Ernest Brown, who, you know, if you watch the preseason, it probably wasn't a, a huge surprise. It didn't do much, but a fifth-round pick. And they were able to get him on the practice squad, which is nice. But it's been a while since the Rams. That's got to be the highest pick the Rams have cut in the preseason in, since we've been doing this podcast, no? Yeah, I I don't recall them ever dra- uh, ever cutting a draft pick that high. That, that was a bit strange, kind of, but not really. Yeah, I mean, if... If they felt that hot, and am I pronouncing that right? Hawk? Hoyt? Hawk, yeah. Hawk? Or Hoyt. I don't know. We'll, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, I don't remember. We'll figure that out, guys. Um, but if they put, like, those guys were the better players, and, I mean, Ernest Brown was a late fifth-round pick, 174 overall, it is not a big deal that they cut him. You could argue maybe they should have taken someone else. Sure, it's it's late. It's not a big deal. But, yeah, like, if you felt like those guys thoroughly outplayed him in the preseason, that's not high enough draft capital to guarantee you a spot. You know, if this guy was a third-round pick, I would I would be singing a different tune. But it's late fifth. It's not a big deal. Kudos to those dudes for making the team, man. Um, with Ashawn Robinson out, there's definitely going to be some snaps to go around next to Donald and Sebastian Joseph Day. I don't think Greg Gaines is a guarantee to get the majority of those. Although, did, did he play this preseason? I don't believe he did. So he'll probably get a decent chunk of snaps. But um, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely snaps to be had there. Um, even if Gaines is plugged in as the, the third starter and plays a lot, because those those three dudes, even when it was the likes of Brockers, Donald, and Nadamakan Sue. They don't play 100% of the snaps, so there's going to be snaps to go around for these guys, and, and good on them for earning it. Um, Brown definitely did not impress me enough to have any complaints about him getting cut. Uh, and it is it is Hoyt, by the way. Hoyt. I had a feeling it was Hoyt. Um, I don't know. I should yeah. have committed to that first. We're, we're just awful with with last name pronunciations, aren't we? I'm just gonna start. Pre- I'm just gonna start spelling it wrong. Whenever I put them on the sheet, I'm just gonna spell H O Y T. That'll <laughs> affect me when I go back to writing, eventually. But uh, better for this. <laughs> Let's talk about the guys. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, just I like there was really nothing to be surprised here. Um, I guess the biggest surprise would be Eric Banks didn't make it, but really was it a surprise? Because no. he, I, I mean, no disrespect to him or anything, because uh, I do think he has a lot of talent, and I do think that, um, I mean, he, he's no longer a Ram. Uh, we'll get to that later. But, um, you know, considering 
who who really shined, which was Jonah Williams. I was actually really ecstatic that he made the team because I, I honestly did not think he was going to because I, I know the Rams really liked Eric Banks as well. Um, but yeah, I was really I was really thrilled that Jonah Williams made it. Uh, don't know how much snaps he's actually going to have, but I, I, I'm hoping that he rises, man. He he showed a lot of promise this uh, preseason, and uh, I can only hope he gets better. Uh, Greg Gaines, like you said, I think he'll probably get the majority of the snaps uh, beyond the starters. Um, and will probably, I, I think, well, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure because they can go several routes here. But with Sean Robinson um, uh, on the mend, f- and for at least a week or two, I would imagine. Yeah, he's uh, definitely he's definitely not going to be available for week one. It seems like. Yeah, so uh, I imagine that Greg Gaines will probably, if not be the starter, um, get a lot more playing time as well. Um, so it, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. Hopefully, Sean can come back and stay healthy because that that's an immediate concern with, you know, Michael Brockers being gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, would love to have him. We'll see. I mean, I, Greg Gaines, I don't really have an opinion on him one way or the other. We'll see if he's in the two years, I think two years he's been here has, uh, developed enough to step into that role in a big way, similar to how Sebastian Justin Day did after, after Sue left. Um, outside or, Outside linebacker, yes, that's next. Edge rushers, <laughs> not. I guess one one surprise, the guys that made it: Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins, neither who we saw this preseason, Terrell Lewis, who we saw last week, Obania Okoronkwo, who I don't think we saw, but um, he he has injury history. I don't blame them for holding him out. And then Chris Garrett, the seventh round pick out of a Concordia St. Paul. D2 school. I wasn't going to remember the name, but it came to me. One of the bigger surprises here, too, is that um, Justin Lawler didn't make the team after a dominant week one performance to where I thought they might just hold him out for the rest of the preseason. The Rams were able to keep him on the practice squad, so they got to be thrilled about that. Wouldn't be shocked if uh, he's a guy that gets gets called up once or twice. Um, I'm not like I'm a bit surprised Lawler got cut, but I think that if you were only going to keep five of these guys, they they kept the right five. So I I I think there's less snaps to go around than you would think of this position. I think Leonard Floyd is going to play almost all the snaps. Hollins will probably rotate out with Lewis and, and Oboe. Maybe Garrett gets snap or two on a pass rush, but um I think they're going to play Floyd a shitload out of the defensive linemen, including the other guys that he probably has the highest snap count. Our boy, Chris Garrett. I love the it. Roster. They had me a little nervous, <laughs> but I'm glad he snuck in there. Yeah, me too, man. I, I had my doubts of him making the roster because I, I mean, let, let's face it. The guy's still incredibly raw. He, he showed tremendous potential, of course, um, he played very well in the preseason, at least in, uh, you know, week two. And uh, he showed a few plays in here in week three. But, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really ecstatic that he made the roster and, and hope that he continues to progress. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, learning from Leonard Floyd, maybe from Aaron Donald a little bit as well. Uh, I, I would love for him to flourish and 
hopefully get some playing time uh, more than just special teams, but that might be a, a bit much to ask. But um, beyond that, Justin Lawler was a huge surprise that he didn't, well, maybe not a huge surprise, but a surprise that he didn't make the active roster. Happy that he was able to get signed to the practice squad um, because he showed a lot of potential. Um, but as far as Justin Lawler goes, um, there's just a lot of guys. And, and like you said, Steve, I do imagine that he'll probably be, bou- be bouncing back and forth, especially when Oboe and Terrell Lewis are constantly on you know, the injured list. Hopefully that doesn't happen anymore, but we'll see because, right. yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, Justin Hollins, Leonard Floyd, obviously your starters. And, yeah, no no, no more surprises other than that. No, and if, like, um, you know, if anyone gets injured besides Leonard Floyd in this group, you feel yeah, they probably feel pretty good about the depth and just calling up Lawler and having him be the, the, the next guy up. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it was the right call. Inside linebacker, kept four guys, Troy Reader, Kenny Young, who we didn't see this preseason, which uh, Johnny and I are sitting here taking massive L's, thinking that they were going to cut Kenny Young to save his $2 million salary after last season. Uh, You got to admit when you're wrong, we're really fucking wrong. He didn't even play this preseason. Seems like those two guys are clearly going to be locked in as the starters unless... Uh, Ernest Jones steps steps up and whenever he gets a chance and makes some big plays. But I would imagine we still see them for the foreseeable future. Ernest Jones, obviously, third guy on the group. And then Trayvon Howard ends up getting that final spot. They cut Micah Kaiser. Um, not similar to Lawler. I'm not stunned by it. But if you told me like a month ago he was going to get cut, I probably would have been pretty surprised. And um, Christian Roseboom, who got a lot of playing time this this preseason, also got cut. They kept Kaiser on the practice squad, uh, which honestly I was a little surprised that nobody picked him up, but I don't think he's good either, so it's not that surprising. Uh, Roseboom did get picked up by the Chiefs practice squad, so not on an active roster, but not in our building. He'll be joining our boys Creed Humphrey and Awesome Live in Kansas City. Um, but it's a little interesting that they kept four guys here, but considering they don't play these guys a, like a ton, I get I get not keeping a fifth guy. You probably don't need it, and they were able to keep Kaiser in the building. So if one of these guys gets hurt, they could call him up. Yeah, I. I it, it's kind of really unnecessary to keep more than just four uh, inside linebackers for the Rams because the more often than not they have they're running just one inside linebacker um so it's really not necessary to have more than just four um in fact some i I think last year they they only ran three for a little bit right um yeah yeah i think you're right kaiser reader and uh young i i don't know if i would admit that i'm wrong about Kenny Young and Troy Reader just yet, just because <laughs> I I don't know if that's just a testament to the depth that the Rams kept with the inside linebacker. I I mean I'm not saying they're good, but we thought <laughs> Kenny Young was going to get cut, and clearly okay. they had absolutely no intentions of cutting him. 
Okay, that's fair enough. That's that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely admit to that. I was wrong because I I immediately thought that Kenny Kenny Young would be cut. I, I actually thought that Kenny Young would not even see the preseason uh, to save money. But <laughs> yeah, I I yeah. wouldn't like. I don't know this for a fact, but I would imagine this is not a top thirty linebacker duo in the NFL. Oh yeah, no. Not, <laughs> I not would at all. imagine it's probably last or very close to last. We'll see how they do, though. I mean, they they both both of these guys, I think, did improve a little bit. Not enough for me to feel confident about this group. This is clearly the weak link in the in the defense, and we didn't see anything in the preseason to change our minds because they didn't play these guys. Well, I mean, hey. We'll see. I mean, I obviously hope that I'm wrong and that they come out guns blazing and play some great football. In reality, I think they'll be like, all right, good enough to not lose us games. But we'll see. Um, we we don't. I don't remember who our schedule is like every game, but I know we don't. We don't. We play Dave Montgomery week one, so it's not going to be too much of a fit for these guys. Colts week two. Yeah, week two I mean, or three we play at least. The, the, the Packers who exposed them tremendously. So oh, we're gonna, that's gonna be fun. We're gonna get some guys who are gonna put us to the test. But at least in week one, it's not one of them. Even though I do like Dave Montgomery, he's not uh, not one of those. Like when we get Jonathan Taylor, okay, that'll be fun. Uh, and I think it's pretty soon. <laughs> Cornerbacks they keep Jalen Ramsey, Darius Williams. David Long, uh, I didn't see any of those guys in the preseason, so that's clearly going to be the starting trio. And then Robert Rochelle, uh, rookie fourth-round pick, who we saw last week. Uh, he got cooked by Cortland Sutton in that game, but I nobody should be losing sleep about that, as I mentioned earlier. Dante Dan, a bit of a surprise cut for me, be, only because they held him out until the third preseason game, and then he played this week, and then for like what feels like the 15th straight season, he got cut in final cuts, but he's also back on the practice squad. So um, another name to keep an eye on that is probably going to bounce around when injuries happen. Um, and if you're a little confused that they only kept four cornerbacks, I think we both anticipate Terrell Burgess to get a little bit of work as a slot corner. Um, so I, I no no cornerbacks really stood out to me. J.R. Juju Hughes are both more safeties, right? Uh, technically speaking, uh, J.R. Reed and, and Juju Hughes would probably be more beneficial as safeties. But as far as Reed goes, he, he has experience at playing uh, nickel corner. So I imagine that he will probably play a little bit along with, uh, you know, uh, Terrell Burgess. So um, I, I don't know how often I think Reed would be more for depth purposes, should uh, anything happen to our corners. Because let's face it, only four corners, that's that's spreading yourself really thin at the cornerback position. Yeah. Well, and, and just because we're talking about all these guys, the safeties that made the team, Jordan Fuller, Taylor Rapp, Terrell Burgess, Nick Scott, J.R. Reed, and Juju Hughes. So 10 DBs in, in total, which I think is, is fine. And like you mentioned... Um, some of those guys are going to bounce around. Burgess, in particular, I think will will play quite a bit, not as a starting safety. 
if you're like me, like not soup. I mean, JRE did make a fucking monster tackle when that guy tried to hurdle him last week, but I I wasn't sitting here like super impressed by JRE and Juju Hughes. I think they, they both played pretty well, but nothing crazy to make the team. But you got to remember, guys need to play special teams, and uh, Nick Scott, JRE, Juju Hughes. You're going to see those guys on a lot of special team snaps for sure. Robert Rochelle probably a bit too. Um, you know, you, you need to have players that you could throw out there and wide receiver wise, besides Tutu as a kick returner, you know, you're, they're not chucking Deshaun Jackson on special teams. You probably, I don't think you'll see much of Van Jefferson on special teams this year. Um, so you need guys for those spots and, and it's useful to have depth. You know, it's a, it's a strong, it should be a strong secondary this year. Uh, I, I'm glad, I'm glad they, they have the room pretty full. And like we said, Dante down, probably going to be called up and down. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Yeah, it, it's it shocked me a little bit that they didn't add him, uh, much like... Uh, like Steve mentioned, it's really weird the fact that they didn't play him for most of the preseason, and he, and then he's suddenly not on the roster. That that just it that was a little weird to me. Uh, but you know, good good thing he's back on the practice squad. I think that's that's great because you know, like I said, spreading yourself thin at corner, even with guys on uh, the safeties that could you know, potentially play cornerback, you, you still want somebody that that's kind of more dedicated to the position than uh, someone that can, can technically play the spot. Um, even though I, I, I like uh, Terrell Burgess a lot. Um, but a, as far as uh, your comment on J.R. Reed, I kind of disagree with you, man. I really think that J.R. Reed is a, is a really fantastic player. And um, I, I kind of figured you would make the roster but um, Juju Hughes a little bit surprised me because, well, first of all, I didn't expect the Rams to carry six safeties. That I don't recall the last time the Rams carried that many, uh, <laughs> uh, or if they ever carried that many. But <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, Juju Hughes he did he did okay. Um, I I don't know if I would have given him a roster spot. But uh, I think there could have been a spot for him on the practice squad. I don't don't know if there would be teams interested in him, but I guess that's possible. But as you said, um, we definitely need you know some guys uh, on special teams. Uh, so 
it's important to have those guys. And I, I think both uh, Reed and Hughes would be uh, excellent for special teams. So why not? <laughs> take take Johnny's opinion about J.R. Reed. He's definitely the better analyst here uh, when it comes to actual football players besides like skill positions. <laughs> um, I, I will see that for sure. Um, yeah, special teams. We have to talk about this because it's actually news. Matt Gay, obviously, and at kicker, uh, Matthew Orzek is taken over at long snapper after the departure of Jake Quaid. And Johnny Hecker stays on as a punter. And Johnny, I think this week we finally got clarity on the whole purpose of the punter battle. And it was that the Rams did not want to pay Johnny Hecker his contract. They bring in Corey Borquez. He fucking crushes it in the preseason. But clearly they still want Hecker here. I just don't think they wanted to pay him as much as he's owed. And so they bring in this guy who just lights it up. And they probably go to him and go, hey, buddy. We don't need you. We could keep this guy, restructure your contract, or get the fuck out. And he restructures his contract. He sticks around. We ship Corey Borquez to the Packers, and we get we ship him along with the seventh-round pick and get a six in return. So for a guy that we're going to cut, um, you move up a bit in a future draft. That's fine. <laughs> it feels a little shady to me, this entire situation. It was just to get Johnny Acker to take a pay cut. Um, because clearly, like, if you're going to say, oh, it was a competition, Borquez clearly won, um, even though it wasn't Hecker's fault that he wasn't playing, but, like, I don't, in the game they both played, he clearly lost, um, but I also think it was the right decision to keep him around, because he's, the I think, tied for the longest tenured player on the team, if not the longest, uh, I, I think he is actually the longest, um, and he's, he's a great presence on the team in the locker room. He's a team captain. You should keep him around. <laughs> Just a it's fucking wild situation that, that happened here. There, <laughs> I feel like uh, in past years, it was just such a known who was going to be your kicker, punter, and uh, long snapper that it's just so bizarre seeing that this not only these these group of guys, but you weren't even sure who your punter was going to be until the last minute, like literally the, the last minute. That being said, yeah, it was a little bit shady if oh, I'm not going to lie, but at the same time, Les need played this probably about as good as you possibly could. Uh, you know, to be perfectly honest with you, a lot of people will kind of overlook what happened here because from a from you know a casual standpoint not much did happen here in terms of what the rams acquired and what the rams cut but can all things considered when you really look at the outcome here the rams not only restructured um you know, Johnny Hecker's contract, which, you know, it's still not that significant because let's be real, punters aren't making a ton of money. But at the same time, I mean, even Johnny Hecker, who is one of the highest paid, if not the highest paid punter. The highest um, paid. The um, highest. Well, there you go. Yeah. Decent chunk of change for a punter. But yeah, it was under $5 million. Um, yeah. And I doubt, <laughs> like, I doubt they were like, we're cutting your, whatever he was owed. I think it 
I don't remember exactly what it was though, but he probably didn't. It probably wasn't a huge pay cut, but if I, I'm guessing they probably cleared up like a million dollars, if that. Well, hey, you know, for a team that's pinching their pennies right now, that's significant. You know, yep. that it really is, and uh, so that's that's one that's one victory there. The other victory is you know cutting Corey, or, or well, trading Corey. I mean, he he was essentially a backup punter who actually won, but um, he was he was essentially a backup punter that most teams would have probably just cut, but instead the Rams got something out of him. It's not a whole lot, don't get me wrong, but they got something out of him. It's it's you like in, and, in Madden, and, like in Madden back in the day when you do a season mode and you'd. Uh... You just pick up a player and trade him immediately for picks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and then for a team that is struggling to count their their draft picks, you know, uh, we don't know how many or or how little draft picks the Rams are going to have any given year. But you know, this sixth round draft pick is is uh you know it's something. You know, it's a it's a potential Jordan Fuller. You know that that's that's significant. That's, yeah, that's true. Or it's a potential uh, Ernest Brown. But uh, you you had to go there. No, nah, it was it was it was definitely the right call. I'm um, <laughs> I yeah, it, it Sneed played it absolutely perfectly. It, and it's a business, man. Everyone knows it's a business. If you're a player and you don't know it's a business at this point, you need to wake up. Everyone needs to get the bag when they can. To Hecker's defense, he got a contract extension like five years before his contract was expired or something crazy, so it happens. Um, so that's a 53. Uh, we can talk about the practice squad. You mentioned Johnny. Eric Banks was one of the guys who got cut. The only Ram that was claimed off of waivers after getting cut, I believe, was him. He got claimed by our buddies in L.A., the Chargers. So he'll be joining Brandon Staley over there. Well, uh, technically, uh, also Christian Roseboom. Yeah, yeah, they didn't keep him. He didn't. He didn't get picked up though. He's on their practice squad. The Chiefs. Oh, okay. I see what you. Okay, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. I miss. I misunderstood what you said. It's all good. Um. So, looking at the practice squad, we here's a complete list of the 14 guys we have right now. They do have two more spots. Two, I think, three more spots. Um. Right now, they have Landon Acres. Wide receiver, Otis Anderson, running back, Kendall Blanton, tight end, Chandler Brewer, Chandler Brewer, tackle, Ernest Brown, defensive end, uh, the draft pick, Marquise Copeland, defensive tackle, Dante Dayon, defensive back, Jeremiah Cologne, guard, JJ Koski, wide receiver, Kareem Orr, defensive back, Tyler Hall, defensive back, Mike Kaiser, linebacker, Justin Lawler, linebacker, and Max Pritchard, tackle from the international program, who I think you get 16 guys on your practice squad and he makes it 17 because he doesn't count against it. The international guys. So decent group, no quarterback this year. Cause they chose to keep Bryce Perkins. Um, I'm sure if for whatever reason they have to cut Perkins, they would definitely try and keep him on the practice squad. And like we said, it might be unlikely given how he played, but I, I mean, I seems like a solid group to me. I don't think, I don't feel like there's a ton of like, high upside guys on here but 
the high upside guys I feel like made the team. Uh, your Chris Garrett's of the world, uh, your even Bryce Perkins, like that kind, even Ben Skronik, like the guys who I could see having a lot of upside. They're on the roster. So uh, these guys, there's a lot of people who, if you actually need somebody to play, you got Micah Kaiser, you got Dante Dan, you got uh, Justin Lawler, even Chandler Brewer to a lesser extent, Kendall Bland to a lesser extent. Those are guys that you've seen enough from that if you were in a drastic situation where they had to get called up and play, you wouldn't be too upset about it, and you keep them in the building so they could continue to learn the system. Yeah, I... I... I was happy about some of the guys they were able to keep, guys like Justin Lawler. Um, Micah Kaiser, I was extremely surprised he wasn't picked up, especially when there was <laughs> uh, rumors going around earlier about him possibly being a trade target. Uh, yeah, that uh, that just shows nobody was interested because he, <laughs> he ended up on the practice squad anyway. Now, I guess that could change at any point, but um, yeah, that... I'm I'm happy because, you know, even though inside linebacker, um, you know, you have four guys there, but should they need a guy there, Micah Kaiser's ready to go um, because, you know, injuries happen. And, uh, well, one thing I could say for sure about Kenny Young and Troy Reader is, you know, they've, they've been a relatively healthy bunch, and that's valuable. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, it, it's it's a good for a contender. This is a group group of guys keeping the practice squad, and like you said, like you mentioned, Kaiser, um, even Dayon, even Lawler to a lesser extent. It wouldn't shock me if those guys get poached during the year either from teams that need to add somebody. But I, I'm glad we're at least you know keeping them in the building, so we pretty much have the first chance to sign them if if needed. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, a few other notes here um troy warner uh uh, you know he he's a brother of fred warner probably the only reason why he uh ended up getting picked up off waivers uh by the tampa bay bucks yep practice squad yep uh i i'm not losing over uh sleep over that one because he just did not play well at all yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm okay with it. Uh, they also are expecting to put Oboe on the short-term IR, so they are going to be freeing up some roster spots, and I'll be curious if they use that on some of these guys on the practice squad or if they'll use it on um, some vets. I would kind of hope we grab, we go out and get a vet. So why not? They're there. <laughs> By the way, uh, um kind of a sort of a off topic uh note here uh your boy Nasimba Webster who was a 49er he uh he got waived i saw he got picked up <laughs> yeah. yeah got picked up by the bears our week one opponent oh that's pretty funny well don't oh no Cord- cordero Patters is on the bears in row, right he's on uh, atlanta uh yes yeah, so maybe so. Shit, maybe he he will play Nasimba uh, as a returner. But I honestly, when I saw that on the waiver wire, I was like, "He's not. He wasn't on our roster in the preseason, was he?" Like, I honestly had forgotten. I honestly <laughs> no, can't remember. 
<laughs> he, he was cut before the preseason. <laughs> yeah, I had, I really had to think about it at the time. I was like, oh, San Francisco, okay. Um, uh, yeah, I remember him getting signed. Ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, uh, that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, the uh, the Rams did, and uh, we could save actual discussion for this for next week, but for the real heads that are here still, Rams did name their captains Stafford, Cup, Woods, Whitworth, Donald, Ramsey, Fuller, and Hecker. We can talk about it deeper next week. I just do want to throw it out there in case people listen to this podcast for their news. You never know. Um, but next week, we could we could touch on that. We'll see if there's any news that comes up. Hopefully no injuries. And we will preview a football game. A real one. Uh, you got any final thoughts here, man? Uh, no, just uh, go Rams, man. Waiting for the season to begin already. Go Rams and fuck the Bears. Uh, follow us on Twitter. At C. Rivero, at Johnny Six, at Talk Rams, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that. We're going to see him soon. You feel me? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.